The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Gallagher Shots podcast. Match reactions are back. I am your host this evening, Chris, alongside Scott and Ian. Ian, I'm going to come to you first of all, mate, because you have been at the match and it looks like you're still trying to get your body temperature back up, mate. You look absolutely Hi. freezing. It is absolutely Baltic. Obviously, my mum's not got the heating on in the house because of energy crisis. Um, but also, she decided to, while we were on our way back from the match, go out and walk the dog and not leave a key for anyone. So, I've just been stood in the snow, absolutely freezing my balls off. So, I'm just, just starting to warm up now. Perfect, mate. Well, let's hope it was all worth it. But we'll, we'll get on to, to your reactions in a little bit. Um, Scott, all the way from Amsterdam, mate. What's the weather like over there? Is it as cold as it is in Britain at the minute? It absolutely is, yeah. The canals have all frozen over. There's, It's not thick enough for people to skate on yet, but uh, it's getting there. So I'd imagine, well, I think we're going to get a heat wave next week. Um, I'm turning to Michael Fish now, but uh, I, it's uh, it's cold. And these, can I just say, these Castor hoodies are not warm at all. If you've got one of these scuba things, they're not like a proper hoodie, so... I think that, that conversation has been a debate throughout the Gallagher Shots yeah. YouTube channel for a long time now about that scuba hoodie and what sort of material it is, whether it's a waterproof material, whether it's a winter hoodie or it's just a lounge hoodie. Um, but regular viewers will know this has all been covered on numerous <laughs> occasions. Uh, so Newcastle got back to business today. Um, they were the host of... Is it Real Valacorno? That's what we're going to go with. Okay, that's the, the pronunciation that we're going to go with today. Um, I'm glad you attempted that and not me. I've been practising for the last two <laughs> hours, mate. <laughs> I'm going to stay with you, Scott. And yep. the, the lineup today, were you surprised at that? Because it was a pretty strong start in 11. 
It was. Um, I was surprised to see Pope and Trippier. I think uh, we discussed in the match preview for the uh, Bournemouth game that we weren't even sure if they were going to feature in that match. So to see both of them play and both of them start, uh, that was a shock. Um, it was a very strong side. I mean, you would pick that side for um, a Premier League game and you wouldn't really have many complaints if you saw that come up. Um, the bench was a bit of a shock. Um, I, I must admit, I don't. I wasn't expecting that to be no senior players. I mean, I don't even think we can count Gillespie in as a senior player because I don't know if he made the squad. I can't remember now. Yeah, but, um, Gillespie was definitely in the 25-man the squad or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, was he? Okay. So, I mean, one senior player, when you think you've got four goalkeepers and he's bottom of that pecking order as well. Surprising. Um, but then I think uh, Craig Hope on Twitter just before kickoff said, oh, there was a game yesterday where the players that aren't on the bench and aren't featuring today were featured very heavily there. So it looks like Eddie Howe has done a kind of a, a two-game over two days, like they did towards the uh, end of the summer uh, pre-season, and, uh, and have two separate teams play. So mm. I think players have had minutes. Um, I wasn't expecting Bruno and Cher, and I don't think they would have played yesterday. I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, strong side. Um, was expecting um, maybe it was a bit too much from them, uh, but it was obviously first game back in cold weather and it's all you could you could tell throughout some of that game mm. and now that i've said that you've got me doubting whether gillespie is part of that, that squad as well because of what, I can't remember. we've got that that would be fourth goalkeeper in that squad so yeah i remember there was there was criticism last season eh, sorry two seasons ago when bruce named four goalkeepers so i can't even mm-hmm. remember off the top of my head this is how knowledgeable we are on the this guy gets shot youtube channel i'll tell you that um he was any surprise players missing from that that squad today for you um yeah so i was literally just about to get on the metro um when sort of it was put in the the group chat but obviously i, I didn't realize that there was a game yesterday so the the likes of uh almiron joe linton um they they were a surprise not to be in there um yeah, again I even agree. even the like even the likes of uh lewis because i know he featured in the the friendly or, or the cup game or whatever it was against Al, was it Hal, Hal, yeah. Al Halil, um, Richie, so I, th- I thought maybe they would have featured, but now knowing that there was potentially a game sort of yesterday kind of makes a little bit more sense, um, mm. but sim- similar to Scott, I didn't expect Pope or, or Trip yet to, to feature at all, um, I, I kind of think it goes to potentially the the testament of how professional they are that they, they could have come back and I think what what it was reported is that they were going to get a little bit more time off than um sort of people that have returned and, and they've they've come in and played a friendly when quite frankly they could they could have just sort of sat with the feet up. So testament to their professionalism I think yeah. Yeah. Um I'm I'm just gonna go straight into the game and rather than covering the game bit by bit we'll we'll just go through general topics of on that game and what's happened um so nick pope despite him starting goal didn't really have much to do in that game um, it looked like the opposition were just there for for a day out by the looks of it but didn't really put much effort in um and i, I can't really had a, a chance early on but other than that there was nothing going forward really i'm saying going forward there's nothing in the middle of the field either um they, their defense was, was the busiest on the day and were you shocked at that, Scott, at all? Would you think it would be more of a competition? I thought there would be, and I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen them play week in, week out in La Liga, but apparently they're eighth in La Liga, yeah. they were saying on the country. So, I mean, you'd expect a game, you expect Spanish teams to keep the ball well and 
play, you know, maybe it's not ticky tack of football, but you know, pass and move and and you know, make it hard for you, get you a bit of legs. And I, I would imagine that Eddie Howe's come off the end of that game and be like, I'm so disappointed at the opposition not giving us the game that we needed to maybe get our fitness levels up. Because, like you said, I think um, the commentators were just like, who, who they haven't kept hold of the ball? They've given it away again and again, and and it was just constant. Loose balls and their goalkeeper as well couldn't seem to clear his lanes past you know twenty five yards. Mm. So it was it was a surprise um, that we didn't get the game that maybe we wanted. Um, I'm gonna you know I think was it last week Al Halal gave us more of a game than than this team did. Um, so yeah, I I I I'd imagine Eddie Howe was a bit disappointed in the performance of the opposition for what you would want from you know I don't want to say pre season friendly, but that's the nuts and bolts of it. That's what it is. is. Yeah. So you want, you want to maybe not be too competitive, but you you don't want it to just be like a testimonial game or a, you know, like a soccer aid game where you're just passing the ball around and not really needing to try much. You you want to break a sweat in these sort of games and you want to get some miles in the legs of the players. And it didn't really happen today. Yes. We had a lot of the ball controlled the game. Um, a lot of nice, 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 nice sections of the game to be fair from Newcastle. We did play quite well in, in intervals. Of that one, but we played bad in some parts too. But once again, it's it, it seemed like a bit of a, a waste of time, in my opinion. Now, I'll probably imagine Eddie Howe looks at it as well. And the only thing that that came from that game as a benefit is another couple of goals um, for for confidence wise um, and getting some minutes in the players. Yeah, it um, it, it didn't really have a feel of a, a competitive game. Like sort of even going forward, like you say, there, there were spells where we, we sort of popped it round quite well. But for the most part, I thought it was it looked quite sort of lethargic. There was no real tempo to the game. Um, sort of players were getting on it and then slowing the game down, and then it was just sort of being passed around uh, with no sort of like urgency to to, to go forward. Um, so. Yeah, a little, little bit disappointing. I, I would have would have expected a more competitive game. Um, the first couple of minutes, I think, was very very scrappy. I think we gave the ball away quite cheaply, um, and I thought they pressed literally for that, that first two minutes, and then got. I think they had a chance where Pope's had to tip it over the bar, yeah. and then yeah, they had a corner from it. But other than that, like you say, that they, they, they didn't look to to sort of get at where and get forward. Um, Possibly, if we touch on it a little bit later, the second half they brought, uh, I think, one of their wingers on. I could, genuinely couldn't tell you who it was because, the, for one, the PA system was very, very ropey in the ground as well. Um, but he he looked quite threatening with his pace. He got through, I think, once. Um, might be an offside. But, like you say, other than the, the, the first couple of minutes, they didn't really look to, to cause mm. any bother at all. Yeah, so so Scott Newcastle took the lead early on. Fourth minute, I yeah. think it is, that, that Sean Longstaff grabs his goal. And, and Sean Longstaff, it's a great goal. It really is. It, it's a poor defensive header that, that just basically lands it back at Longstaff. Then it's an absolute lethal, like absolute thunderbust out of a shot, to be fair. Hits the roof of the net and goes in. And overall, I thought Longstaff, he's picked up where he's left off. He played yeah. really well towards the, the last couple of games before the, the, the break came for the World Cup. And he seemed like he's well up for it again. He does. It was a, it was a good Passage of movement, actually. I think um, Willock played a nice ball over to Trippier, who put the cross in. And as he said, they didn't deal with the the cross at all. And if anything, I think the header, the clearance header, went behind the defender. I'm not quite sure how he did it. Um, I think it, it either dropped to Murphy or Murphy was battling for it, and then Longstaff just on the edge of the box, he puts his laces through it. And it's one of those ones where the keeper just 
couldn't react to it. It was too close, too fast. Um, I did feel Longstaff had a few spells in the game where he was dropping off a bit. He was a few wayward passes here and there. But on the whole, yeah, he had a really good game. Um, it's nice to see because um, he's come under a lot of criticism, I think, since his injury a couple of seasons ago that mm. he's never quite got back up to the level that we were expecting where he was before the injury. So it's good to see him getting back up to those levels and hopefully he can move on and progress higher and, and perform a bit better for him. Yeah. And before we went on on it, Aaron started recording this one. Uh, you mentioned even that your perspective of the game and certain players were a little bit different to, to what me and Scott saw watching it on NUFC TV. Um, and we'll pick up from that conversation now. So, so you mentioned Willock and said that from your point of view and where you were in the ground, that it seemed that he was arguably, uh, let's say, not interested. Yeah. <laughs> You sort of a better that's, phrase. That's the way it came because obviously, when I'm obviously I don't just watch the, the player that's on the ball. Don't get us wrong; he did have good spells. The second half, he played an absolute blinder of a pass out to, to Jacob Murphy, I think. But for the the majority of the first half, um, and again, I think this it wasn't just him that was given possession away cheaply, but it just looked like off the ball he was just sort of like sauntering around the field. Um, again, that's just my opinion from literally one angle of a ground when you watch it on telly it, it is completely different so um and it obviously you alluded to the fact that he was getting frustrated with the he was making good runs and, and players were losing the ball weren't playing him in which which you can see obviously his reaction to that would be i'll probably do the same um in terms of players that i played an absolute player i genuinely think jacob murphy was was absolutely outstanding um he was he was trying things that I've never seen him do. Like not even just out wide, he came in the middle for spells of the game, and he was he was drawn two three players around him. Um, I thought he had a fantastic game. Similar with Longstaff. There's a, there's a again same uh, with Scott. There's a was a couple of moments where I feel in general Longstaff hangs on to it just that little bit too much or he needs an extra touch or two and there was elements of that but for the most part I thought him and, and Jacob Murphy were probably the, the two two standout players for me to do like Yeah, I, I probably agree I think Murphy had a great game he, he did he looked busy and that probably once again that comes down to the amount of possession that Newcastle had and the lack of effort from the opposition and, and they weren't really closing anybody down in those those anywhere on the field arguably I was going to say midfield but it was anywhere in the field and they gave Murphy that, that chance and possibility and opportunity to do anything that he wanted in that final third. Of course it did. Um, Scott was so St. Maxim get a full 90 minutes under his belt as well. Um, I thought St. looked lively at times. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw the old Saint at times. Yeah. We saw the new Saint at times. I think he's probably at the point now where he's trying to find a, a role within this team. Absolutely. I think... Um you know he was tracking back he was making good decisions he was linking up well with chris wood and we've notoriously on this channel said that that doesn't happen too often and i think even he's alluded to it in some comments he's made in in french press in the past where you know it was it was it was good to see um you know this was one of those games where you could see saint maximum try to just take on everyone all the time because he thinks yeah. this is an easier opposition and i'll try it he didn't do that maybe once or twice he tried to play the ball but that's fine because the other times he was doing it, he was finding a pass, he was making good movement, he was, you know, linking up well. He also seemed to kind of have a free role, I saw. Like, he was on the left, he was on the right, he was playing in the middle. 
which is nice to see. And I think that was just Eddie Howe saying to him, look, go out there. You're on the, you know, you're on the, the right-hand side predominantly or the, or the left-hand side predominantly. But um, drift, drift around, get find your find your place in this team because, you know, you've got a spot to fight for. And, and at the moment, you're, you're losing that fight. Um, so it was good to see. I think it was also good to see him kind of, he rode a few challenges and, and he went down and didn't stay down too much. Um, obviously, right at the end, there was the... Yeah. Uh, the big injury or the the big kind of knock that he took, but he seemed to be okay. Um, I think he swapped shirts with Falcao at the end, which uh, yeah, he did, yeah. I was really shocked to see him on the bench. I thought he'd retired a long time ago, but there you go. Um, and yeah, he, I thought he had a he had a decent game. Um, you know, it wasn't world beaten by any stretch of the imagination, but it was it wasn't a poor performance by Saint Maximum, and and that's nice to see. Um, I'm interested to find out the, the, the fans' reaction on this one, Ian. So inside St. James's Park, um, obviously the, the Newcastle United fan base is renowned for being quite split on these sort of players. Um, was the moments in the game where you, you thought that the crowd were back insane? Because it is a different sort of audience in these sort of friendly games and yeah. cup games that you see in the Premier League um, matches. So, so what was, was the whole overall... Uh, thought of, of saying yeah the the general sort of um general like atmosphere that i picked up was anytime we got the ball people were urging them forward um again i think that there was quite a few times where it, I, I feel it was almost like he was trying too hard to beat players and get past too many players where we've seen sort of towards the end of last season he, he got it in his game where he doesn't have to do everything himself um I still think our strength is on the right-hand side. Obviously, when we've got a full-strength side, the, the little triangle of Trippier, Almiron, Bruno works. And I don't find that we've got that balance on the left-hand side. I don't think there's quite the, the chemistry's there yet. Um, there was a, a couple of times where people were getting frustrated with him um, when he was, like say, trying to do too much. But then, similarly, I feel like he was a little bit frustrated with... that he was um, Off the ball, he was making some really, really good runs. Yeah. And if, if if the player had it, whoever had it, I, I can't remember specific examples of who who could have played it through. But there's, there's one. There's one. Uh, I would say midway through the second half, uh, Willock has the ball around the centre circle, and same. Yeah, he's, great run. He's just on the shoulder of the defender, and he waits, and he waits. Then it's just too late by the time yeah, Willock makes that um, decision. He, he did that. He did that a few times, particularly in the second half, because I was in the East Stand, so he was so I was closest to him. Um, and he was getting themselves in really good positions and people just weren't finding them. So, again, like you say, for the most part, people were urging them forward. Like you say, it's a different kind of crowd. It's obviously like families that don't tend to go to the games. I took, obviously, Joey and then went with my two nephews, my brother. Um, and Sane's like the, the, the big star that people like to see as well. So, um, But for the most part, he, he had, like I say, he had a, an all right game. Wasn't his best by any means, but definitely he's, he's been a lot more frustrating, shall we say? Yeah, um, Scott Chris Wood got got his goal. Um, comes yep. for a penalty. Um, uh, looked like it's yep. a penalty. I know we don't have the the option of silly for replays when these games are streamed, which is, is very frustrating. But we can't be too demanding. Uh, we'll get yep. uh, one camera in St James's Park there. Um, but Chris Wood overall, it's it's one of those games really. Did top me head. I can't think of any of that chance that that Chris Wood had. No, I don't think he had many chances as such, but he had some really good link-up play in the middle of the pitch. He would come deep, he'd, almost like how what we saw Harry Kane against yeah, Eng yeah. Uh, for England. Dropping he'd come deep, deep yeah. he'd, 
he'd get that ball, he'd win it, but not only would he win it, he would actually play a player in. So, you know, he'd be flicking it around the corner and trip you up, he'd be running onto it or someone else would be coming on. So I think, yes, as a striker, yes, it's a poor performance because you want to get goals and he did get a goal, was a penalty. So, you know, you kind of knock it down a little bit for that. But as an overall player and as a team player, it's a very good team performance for Chris Wood. Um, and very I also, similar to what we saw in that run of spell with the nine games from Chris yes. Wood. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's a type of player he is. That I think, you know, we didn't give him much service in the box. The you know, you didn't see crosses flying in. You didn't see anything really. A lot of the balls that were going in from the wide were going across the ground or were playing them across. You know, the the twelve yard box. So there wasn't much room to feed off. But um, he took his penalty very very well. Um, top bends. You can't ask for any more. I mean. He's a solid penalty take, and it's nice to have that kind of fallback when you know Callum Wilson's maybe he's not fit or isn't playing. And you know, if you've got him on and you get a penalty, you're pretty much guaranteed a goal. So it's nice mm. to see. Which you brought up there, um, Eddie Howe, after the match in his conference, has mentioned that he doesn't want to give too much away in regards to Callum Wilson. He did highlight the fact that he has not returned injured from World Cup duties. Whether or not he's playing his cards close to his chest leading up to that cup game against Bournemouth, or there is some sort of niggle there with Callum Wilson. At least now we know, Scott, that on the preview, which we recorded uh, just a couple of days ago, we were unsure if, if yeah. Wood would be fit. Now we've seen him play at that. At least we've got an option of a striker now going into that cup game. Yeah, we do. Um, he didn't get the full 90 minutes, but I think that was just to give the youngins maybe a bit of a, a run out, but also maybe if he has been nursing a back injury, maybe that was just a, a slight cautionary thing from Eddie Howe to say, OK, we'll take you off. I think it was maybe 75 minutes, something like that, when, when he got mm. replaced by, was it Stevenson, I think it was, the, the yes. lad who got the goal um, midweek. So, yeah, I think... You know, at least we've got someone up front. I'm going to have to rely on maybe he's playing a false nine or, or whatever Eddie Howe would have done uh, had we not have had anyone free. I think he was also talking about Isak. I think I read something that we may not see him until uh, Leicester or Leeds. Uh, so that's looking like they're taking their time with him. Maybe it was a worse injury than we initially thought and they're just nurturing him back so that he's not going to get re-injured quickly. Mm. Um, but we'll see. we'll see what happens. I mean... Eddie Howe is the type of manager that, you know, you, you see his press conferences and, and he doesn't give much away at all. You think you've read what he's going to do and then the lineup comes out and you're like, oh, I thought he was injured or I thought, you know, so as a as someone who plays FPL, it's quite a, <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare yeah. to, to read him as well. So, and as a fan as well, it's quite, uh, it's not frustrating, but it's it's nice that he can have those mind games with other managers and kind of, as he said, yeah. plays cards close to his chest. So it, it's something else which we mentioned on, on the preview for the, the cup game against Bournemouth. Um, we, we mentioned, I know you weren't, weren't part of that, that preview, but we mentioned that you probably won't see Isaac until the new year now. It's probably going to be 2023 by the time we see him. It's probably the right choice to make, even if it is borderline. Uh, I'd say so. It, it is disappointing that he, he started. Obviously, it's, it's not his fault. Um, he, he's been injured and you don't want like Scott says, you want to ease him back in. You don't want to make sort of rush him back and it be a recurring injury. And he's still a very, very young lad. Um, so he's still got a whole career ahead of him. Um, I think he's played two, two and a half games, and he, he has looked very, did look very dangerous. Um, in the games that he's played, so um, like you say, disappointing, probably very disappointing for for him personally yeah. to to be sort of the the record signing and then have it cut short 
literally not even getting out the starting blocks. But um, I'd be more concerned, obviously, if if we had the expectation of, right, we'll have to get European football or we'll have to avoid relegation. And, and he was who we're banking on. I'd be a lot more concerned. But um, you've got players in your arsenal, obviously, Callum Wilson. Chris Wood, again, just touching on it. Um, very similar to what, what Scott said. Me, me brother, he judges him from a, a striker's perspective of, well, he doesn't score goals. But I think he, he does offer so much. He, he was really, really... Um, key in, in the link up play he was coming like say really short he was playing in Murphy and Trippier so uh, there was one other chance I think Murphy, Murphy played it across the box and I think he was just maybe a yard slower than he should have been um, in the second half but thought he he played well and he, he is he can be a threat from set pieces obviously going back to the uh, way back to the Tramia game um, but like I say, with Isaac, going back to your point, I've just completely went off on a tangent there. <laughs> uh, with with Isaac, I'd rather not risk him and, and potentially ruin his career. We don't like I say it's all guesswork for from fans' perspectives mm. of, of how how bad it is, and and I'm sure the the medical staff, the coaching staff, have a lot more of a grasp on it than than the general fans. So, mm. um, like I say, it's 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 one of those things. Bit disappointing, but. He's still got plenty, plenty of time forward. And I think it's it's great the position that, that we're in at the moment, just in case people have got third in the Premier League, is that when we're not like you said, we're not relying on him yeah. at this moment in time. We can take with time with him because we're so comfortable in that league position and, and not fighting any sort of possible relegation. Thank God. Um it feels I good think, just I to think what's, uh, what's nice as well is we're not relying on my strikers for goals. Yeah, we've got like Miggy Almiron, we've got Bruno, we've got, you know, Joe Linton's even thrown, thrown in a couple of goals. So, you know, if there were no goals coming in, then yeah, you'd maybe be panicking. But mm. I, and and you know, we're not scoring one or two a game, we're scoring like four yeah. or five a game. Like, it's not like it's not like we need these strikers to, to put the ball in the back of the net, uh, because we've got goals from elsewhere, which is really nice to say as a Newcastle fan because we've been yeah. starved of that for so many seasons. Um, one moment where I did feel my heart skip a little bit is when Trippier goes down, Scott. Um, yep. And he goes down for, for a little bit and he didn't look very comfortable. Um, no. The, the, the physios came on, the team uh, medical staff came on as well. But Trippier, you trust Trippier in saying he, he's fine to continue. Um, Eddie Howe, once again, wasn't given too much away. Um, just said uh, Trippier continued playing, so it looks okay with him. Then also said St. Maximum looked like he was limping off the field. Let's be honest, St. Maximum limps off every single <laughs> game that he plays. So I'm not even concerned about Alan St. Maximum either. Uh, but fingers crossed, every single player there has got through that without injury. Yeah, and, and that's what that, that's one of the biggest things you need to take away from these games. It doesn't matter about the result. It doesn't really matter about the performance because it's not competitive. But if you can finish that game with all 11 or you know, 15 players, if you're counting subs, uh, coming off that field fit, then that's all you need. Mm. Like, that, that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, it was a bit squeaky bum time when he went down because he was off the ball. He seemed to turn, and then you saw him just, like, drop, grab his leg, and, and you were like, oh, no, here we're gone. Um, he's picked up an injury. Physio came on, you know, looked to be his groin, uh, they were saying on the commentary. Um, he got up. He was running a bit gingerly for maybe five minutes, but then he was soon bombing up and down the wing again. Mm. So I think it was probably just a, you know, one of those things where it's maybe it's called muscles. He's made a little, uh, made a little turn that he shouldn't. It's it's had a little pull. He didn't want to risk it. He's went down just to get someone to look at it. And then 
he's realised it's just a little little uh, niggle that he can shake off, and he did. Yeah. Um, so he did. I, I've, I'm not concerned about that. With Saint Maximum, it seemed like a heavy fall towards the end of that game. It seemed like a, a big drop that he took, which is what kept him down. Um, the commentators mentioned, oh, his legs are bandages up, but they also said well, he's always got a bandage up. Yeah. So um, I don't think there's what, anything to read into that either. You've mentioned it, Scott. John Anderson has came under some criticism for his commentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There was that time he was laughing at the opposition. He was yeah. constantly slagging them off through like him. Now, I love John Anderson. He's a great bloke. He really is, especially when you, when you meet face-to-face. But he was negative throughout that one. Like, it was as if it like, it was like your first week back at work after Christmas. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> he just didn't it want was, to be there either. <laughs> he, he kept he kept saying, they've given the ball away again. They've given the ball away again. That was a foul throw. That was a foul throw. Um, yeah. And then it was like, has that striker touched the ball once? And it's just like, come on. Like, I know it's Radio Newcastle, but I think uh, there was a tweet I saw. Someone has retweeted one of the Spanish fans going, we had the same commentary. Who is this? Yeah. Like, what's this guy on? It's kind of like, so they've all had him as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, maybe he's seen it as like, it's just a preseason friendly. I don't need to. Maybe he's put me professional head on. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was interesting. It was good. But, it was a good laugh. Not that I could hear it, by the way. The, the sound on that live stream was terrible. Half time. Um, half time. Half time, we had the PA system loud and I think in the stadium. Uh, my, my my poor dog nearly uh, nearly had a little heart attack when that uh, that Christmas the, song came on. There's a Christmas song that came when yeah. I was watching it, then they were still talking. Then all of a sudden, just boom, music. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, you're telling yeah. me he fell off the wall at one point. Yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, but, they, need, they need to sort that out for the next live stream that they, they do, but uh, yeah, after that was all good. End of the day, though, it's two goals. For Newcastle, yes, we scored our own goal. But I mean, touch on that because Target can't really do anything about that. He's he's got to try and do something. Unfortunately, end up in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, it's it's minutes in these players. Um, Ninety minutes for Saint Maxwell, which will be being interesting and waiting for that to happen as well. Um, but yeah, um, that that's that's it from us now. Um, if anybody watching this, you just want to like the video, it helps us out massively as well. Helps us show up on Newcastle United searches as well on YouTube helps us out massively. If you want to subscribe, can do that, costs you absolutely nothing to do that. If you want to go that step further, you can become a member of the channel as well. It's just $2.99 a month. It helps us out massively with the upkeep and bringing new ideas to the channel as well. Um, Like I mentioned a couple of times throughout this one, there is a match preview for that game on Tuesday against Bournemouth. But we will be back with more match reactions throughout the season and it's just good to be back boys it really is good to be back and talking about newcastle united it is um thanks very much it's been a pleasure uh, and we'll see you next time Ta-ra. bye everyone Podcast Network.